0: The Bible Study Podcast episode 252. Today the Bible Study Podcast takes a brief detour from 2nd Samuel to look at some of the Psalms of David. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I had said two weeks ago that we were going to look at some of the Psalms of David, and I just forgot last week, but this is actually a good break. If we had to divide David's life into different segments, I think there are sort of five major segments of his life, three of which we've dealt with and two of which are still coming. And I think we'll see some of the influence of those times of his life on the Psalms that he wrote. And he wrote 23 Psalms, or at least 23 of the Psalms in the 150 Psalms in the Book of Psalms are accredited to David. And they range widely in terms of the emotion involved in them. I'm going to divide up David's life into five pieces. One would be the time that he's a shepherd boy, and we don't know much about that, so we aren't going to worry about that too much. Very quickly, he moves from there into the time that he is running from King Saul because he's been anointed king of Israel. And then we get the time period when he is the king of Israel and everything is going well for him. We're about to to leave that time period and enter into a time period where David's sin causes difficulties for him, including a time when he'll be running from his own son instead of from King Saul this time. And then finally, we get the close of his life when everything is going fairly well for him again, his old age. As we pause here at the end of these six good chapters in Second Samuel, let's look at some of the Psalms of David. And I think one of the reasons why we remember David so fondly, and one of the reasons why David is a man after God's own heart, as God said, is that we get a chance to see his heart in the Psalms that he wrote. And so I'm going to just pick out some of the psalms that he wrote, and we're not going to read all of all of them. I'm going to deal first with some of those psalms that I think were probably written at a time period that he was running from King Saul. And again, not all of these are attributed to a particular time, so we don't know. Some of them do have more specific information about when they were written. But the first one I want to look at is Psalm 15, and Psalm 15 doesn't. Psalm 15 goes like this. It's a very short psalm. "'Lord, who may dwell in your sacred tent?' Who may live on your holy mountain, the one whose walk is blameless, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from their heart, whose tongue utters no slander, who does no wrong to a neighbor and casts no slur on others, who despises a vile person but honors those who fear the Lord, who keeps an oath even when it hurts and does not change their mind, who lends money to the poor without interest, who does not accept a bribe against the innocent. Whoever does these things will never be shaken. And I say that this is probably written before the time period we're going to go into next week where David sins, David sins with Bathsheba, because he focuses in many of these psalms about the righteous and what what the benefits are of being righteous. So this could easily be written here in these five good chapters here. Uh, when everything is going well for David, when David understands that he is protected by God, when he is trying to do the right thing. Last week he got in trouble for trying to do the right thing, but there's consistency in his behavior up until this point. And this psalm holds up a high standard here. It talks about walking blamelessly and doing what is righteous. And it's a very good psalm, but it's a psalm that David will fall short of. And as we look at some of his other psalms, and they're talking about creating me a clean heart, O God, they're looking more at a person who understands that they are not blameless, that they have fallen from righteousness. Going on, I want to look at Psalm 63. And Psalm 63 is an interesting one because it says it was written by David when he was in the desert of Judah. There are many times when David was in the desert of Judah, But the two specific times I can think of was when he was running from both King Saul and then later on from his son Absalom. I like how Psalm 63 starts. This is David in the desert, and he says, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary, and behold your power and your glory, because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips my mouth will praise you. And it goes on, but what I like about this psalm, and one of the things we see here about David and the heart of David, is that even when he's in this difficult situation or even when he's in this dry and parched place, he looks at this situation and he says, even more than I long for water, I long for you. My whole being longs for you, not for a drink of water or something to eat, but he thinks about how much this situation, how much this dry period, how much this parched land reminds him of his need for God. This is a person whose heart is not far from God, who is reminded of these situations. And I think when we look in the New Testament about pray constantly, David, I think, is doing this. He's taking his situation, and he's turning it into a conversation with God. He is involving God in his everyday life here. As he looks at the world around him, he's saying... God, this reminds me of something. It reminds me of how much I long for you. And I think that's what it means to pray without ceasing, is to involve God in the conversation of our lives. And we see that David is doing this here. Psalm 27, "'The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear?' The Lord is the stronghold of my life, and of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. He goes on here, but remember, this is written by someone that when he, when he writes, though an army beseech me, he's not using a metaphor. This is someone who an army has literally gone after to kill him. He says, even in that situation, I will trust God Even in that situation, God will protect me. And even in that situation, what I desire most is fellowship with God. What I desire most is to be in the house of the Lord. I don't desire most to be out of this time of trouble. But again, he is turning his thought and his mind to God. Again, just love these Psalms. Psalm 5. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my sighing. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God. For to you I pray in the morning. O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning I lay my requests before you and wait in expectation. You are not a God who takes pleasure in evil, and with you the wicked cannot dwell. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. Bloodthirsty and deceitful men the Lord abhors. And again, it goes on, but this part of this, again, we have David who is obviously in a difficult situation. This was written for flutes, by the way. That's all we know about the context of it. It's David who is it's David who is not bloodthirsty or deceitful, or at least doesn't see himself that way in this particular case. But he says, in the morning I will get up and I will cry to you. Do we start our days, as David is doing, by... Spending some time with God. Do we start our days by lifting our voice before him, putting our requests before him for sure, but also praising him as David is doing here? And then Psalm 7, O Lord my God, I take refuge in you. Save and deliver me from all who pursue me or they will tear me like a lion, and rip me to pieces with no one to rescue me. O Lord my God, if I have done this, and there is guilt on my hands, if I have done evil to him who is at peace with me, or without cause have robbed my foe, then let my enemy pursue and overtake me. Let him trample my life to the ground, and make me sleep in the dust. Again, David on the run for his life, but I'm going to guess this is that first time when he says to God, look, God, I haven't done anything wrong, versus that second time when the prophet Nathan has told him that because of his sin, this will happen. And so he cries out to God. And the thing that I like about the Psalms of David is the honest emotion in them. David is angry with God. David is sorrowful. David is hopeful. David is joyous. David is afraid. And David is at peace. In whatever situation he finds himself, he involves God in that discussion. He involves God in that circumstance. And then two different psalms, and these are psalms that are a David who is full of praise for God. And again, we see a bit of the heart of God here. And the first one is Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants you have ordained praise. Because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? the son of man that you care for him. You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all flocks and herds and the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, all that swim in the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Now, I'm tempted with some of these to sing them because so many of these have been turned into songs. They were songs originally, but we've lost the tunes, and then this has been turned back into a song in modern days. This sounds to me like a David who, everything is going right, and he turns to God and says, how amazing that you regard me so, how amazing that you bless me so. How amazing are you? How majestic is your name in all the earth? So in good times and in bad, David is taking God into that conversation. He is mindful of God, whatever his circumstance. And finally, for this particular episode of the Bible Study Podcast, Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of the Lord. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them, yet their voice goes out to all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing To run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens, it makes its circuit to the other, nothing is deprived of its warmth. By them your servant is warned. In keeping them there is great reward. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Lord, my rock and my redeemer. This is someone who loves God. This is someone who can't look at the night sky without thinking of God. This is someone who can't look around in the world without thinking of God and turning it into praise. That's the kind of people that we are called to be also. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. Next week, we will go back to the study of 2 Samuel. I'm planning when we finish the book, we'll jump in and do another set of the Psalms of David, but a different set of the Psalms of David. If you have any comments, drop me an email to host at com, or leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2X. As always, thanks so much for listening. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith.